0: Bridge Toll, California customer service number.
1: Highway miles to the gallon. Ford Focus. Highland Cave
0: rescue operation.
1: What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California.
0: Best Western hotels.
1: How old is Ronaldo? What
0: happened with Big Brother? What's good
1: engagement?
0: How long before a wedding should I send out How many and save the dates? Are in the first series use iMap to playoffs.
1: check mail on best other email spots. clients. Identify That's fonts from where it. to find. We were the four years. Habit
0: we Hi, Welcome to the. Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be talking about a few different topics related to Google's update and how they're adjusting to the current environment. Joining us today is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and advisor for Search Metrics. this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health backlinks and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor for Search Metrics. Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. This is the second time we're recording this intro because you just stubbed your toe. That is right. Is, Is that a metaphor for how you're doing related to the coronavirus or are you hanging in there?
1: I don't know if it's coronavirus or Google update related, but sometimes both of them feel like a brick has been dropped on my toe. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, a lot's been going on. Coronavirus, uh, Google making other changes, their big update that was announced. So we're going to bounce around a little bit. Let's start with our Google update update. Uh, In our last episode, last time we got together, we talked about what the update was. We didn't have a ton of data. It's a core update. What do we know after waiting a couple of weeks?
1: Yeah. So we've gotten a lot more information from Google regarding this. We've been able to see some trends and some updates to different sites and categories. So naturally, as time progresses, we get a lot more information. And I think one of the important things to start off with is the fact that as of the time that we're recording this, it's been announced that the update is complete. So now you can kind of really see where the dust is settling.
0: I saw a tweet yesterday saying the update was complete and then somebody said, go read the comments. (laughs) And every single SEO was saying that this update is bad for SEOs. And Michelle Robbins, a guest of the Voices of Search podcast, was saying, do SEOs really think that Google is optimizing their algorithm for them or for their business? It's time for a reality check that Google is updating for their purposes and FCOs are inherently going to be upset because their traffic is impacted, or most of them are. Right. How do you feel about what's happened with this update and, and who has been positively and negatively affected?
1: Right. Well, so to one of your points there, ben, like we try to keep the noise out, right? In particular, I try to keep the noise out. And usually the people who are online and are the loudest are the ones who were negatively impacted with good reason, right? They got an ax to grind. But, you know, to dive into kind of what we're seeing and what we're hearing is that, you know, this update is really focused on what we call information retrieval. So it's really focused on the idea of how is Google obtaining different information and signals and then showcasing that in the search engine. That's kind of the most layman terms way of describing it. But As you break that down and peel back the ends of that, this is really about how Google understands the relationship between the query that the user is searching and the content that's reflected on those pages.
0: So when you think about some of the ways that Google has communicated their changes, it seems like Google was making positive strides that people were feeling better about how Google's communicating. But then again, we see there's always a negative backlash when Google goes
1: through an update, do you feel like Google is getting better at communicating the changes? I do. I genuinely do. I mean, I've seen a lot more Twitter activity. I've seen a pre-announcement style of informing the community. And I genuinely believe that the communication has improved. As communication evolves for Google around updates... So do the expectations. And I think that when Google makes these broader, sweeping, larger updates, like a core update, people expect more and demand more. And I think that that's kind of what we're really realizing here is people want like examples, concrete examples or concrete sites. And Google has provided that in the past, but they haven't really done so much of that in this particular update.
0: Who do you think was impacted the most with this update? Are there specific verticals or industries that you think really were hammered or helped?
1: Yeah, so I think that some of the bigger brands that were really hurt by this include the social media profile sites like Twitter and Facebook. We also saw a good collective of media sites get hurt by this update. And it's no surprise, right? Because when you've got these larger conglomerate media sites who have aggregated content or syndicated content, and you have social media sites that have user-generated content, what you end up seeing is a deterioration of the relevancy of that content to users' expectations. And so I'm not really surprised by those decreases. And on the flip side the winners have generally been in categories that are much more concrete with their content websites like amazon and other retailers target was a huge winner in this where you have a very specific product page that has very clear intention and also you know one of the winners that we haven't talked about in a long time is wikipedia we saw a lot of wikipedia improvement And lastly, you know, Google was one of the biggest winners throughout this update, which is no surprise. Again, when there's ambiguity, Google goes to their own properties. So sites like YouTube saw a big win.
0: So what's the takeaway from this update? Now that we've seen some data and we've seen the social media sites be negatively impacted, we're seeing some e-commerce sites that are gaining some market share. What's your takeaway for what Google's trying to accomplish here?
1: Yeah. So what Google's trying to accomplish here is the ability to improve users' experience in long-tail queries. That's really the concrete thing that Google's really trying to solve for in these kind of information retrieval, language relevance type updates. And so ultimately... Where Google's going with this is, how do we ensure that the diversity and selection in our search results have the most affinity with users' expectations? And so you do see bigger brands typically hit by these kinds of changes than smaller brands. I have seen a couple of articles and posts about what's going on with local sites or what's going on with like smaller business-type websites. And... Quite frankly, typically, you don't see a ton of impact there when you have these broader sweeping core updates.
0: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. So you mentioned local search, and it kind of leads us into what Google is doing to address the coronavirus and, and some of the things that they've changed. And maybe it's not specifically coronavirus related, but they're making some changes to the SERP outside of just the core update. What have you seen in terms of Google updating their overall user experience recently?
1: Yeah, so one of the things they did earlier in May when it came to news is they kind of dropped the AMP requirement for COVID-19 related news. So a really specific, very targeted type of an update so that Google could free up real estate for very relevant coronavirus-related news. We've also seen quite a bit of changes in terms of how Google manages their paid ads and their PLA listings. And so we've seen a tremendous amount of control and changes around PLA. And in particular, we've seen a reduction in certain PLA participants, such as Amazon, who historically used to participate quite a bit. It had been growing over the last couple months to year. That's not necessarily so much a Google change as much as it is just kind of a landscape change for Google SERP. I think most notably, the, the biggest set of changes has been around how Google is adapting the My Business capabilities during this corona update. Everything from changing the ability to showcase if you have pickup services... You know, conveniently making changes for certain categories like restaurants and hotels. And so, Google, I think, recognizes that there's a huge downturn for local small businesses in particular. And what I appreciate is that they've gone really hard and heavy to the features and functionalities that help those companies and have invested in trying to adapt the way that business owners are able to showcase information and content about their businesses.
0: I guess the, the last topic that I have for you today is, you know, there was a big announcement that LinkedIn was essentially delisted from Google, which just seems like it's a mistake. Talk to me about how something like that can happen LinkedIn obviously is incredibly important to a lot of people and the search results are you know relevant for a lot of businesses. What happened with LinkedIn? Is this a struggle between LinkedIn and Google? Did their SEOs make a mistake? Just talk me through what happened there.
1: Yeah. So what happened here is that LinkedIn, according to what we know, LinkedIn accidentally de-indexed their site from Google. And this has happened before. This is not an uncommon event in our space. And they've since corrected that and they're back in Google and all their site is properly indexed in Google. But this can happen from time to time based on how your engineers deploy code and send Googlebot Google bot to, to crawl or not crawl and not index pages. And ultimately, that's what took place here and really prevented Google from ensuring that LinkedIn's content was being shown in the search results. Now, they were quick to fix it. And I think that it's Interestingly enough, like, I mean, these guys are neighbors. So like literally, like these two companies, like, are next door to each other. And I'm not surprised if, like, you know, someone just like walked down to LinkedIn and just knocked on the door and said, Hey guys, what happened? You know, but I think that it's a common mistake when you're not really being mindful about Google and Google search. And it's another indication as to why it's so important to have a strong search team who's monitoring and maintaining the integrity of your search results.
0: I got to. Ask, you know, from a SEO perspective, and I know that I do the winners and losers with Tyson at the end of every month, but LinkedIn, you're the loser this month. How does that happen? How do you
1: delist yourself from Google when you're a site of that scale? Well, to put it easily, Ben, someone makes a mistake. And these are the kinds of mistakes that are avoidable versus the ones that you learn from. And I think that that's the key thing here for LinkedIn or any site that de-index themselves is you can't avoid this.
0: All right. So let's tie it all together. You know, we've seen Google make their announcement. They're making some changes and obviously they're delisting their neighbors. Maybe that was by accident. When you think about where Google is just at a high level, how they've dealt with the changing landscape, they're obviously getting into some competition with Amazon and changing their PLAs. What have you taken away from the last month of how Google's doing?
1: Well, one of the things that I don't think a lot of our listeners think about is the macroeconomics of what's happening to Google and Google's business. And as I look at the landscape, I've actually seen the way Google's transitioned through this COVID nineteen scenario and the impact to marketing dollars, and recognize that they are not taking an approach of, let's say, greed or growth they've actually taken an approach that's focused on user and user benefit. And so I'm glad that they did an update in May. They often do updates in May. And I'm glad that they didn't postpone it because of COVID. Because it, in essence, does make the user experience better. I'm glad that they're making Google My Business updates. I'm really encouraging of them continuing to invest in ways to make it easier for consumers to access news and information about businesses in this pandemic. And so... I'm really, I guess, positive on the way that Google is handling this transition. And I believe that they're doing it from a place of user benefit and user focus than one of profiteering.
0: Okay. You heard it from the horse's mouth, Google, not so evil. <laughs> and that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you, so if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. It's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can contact him through his personal website, which is jordancooney.com, J-O-R-D-A-N-K-O-E-N-E. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S, dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions, or you could apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast.